everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 614. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Uh... Eh. Mm, I can see that. I can see that. I have to say, Ari, you're looking mighty professional with that microphone there, buddy. Yeah, the boom arm was a, uh, was a little tricky to get into place. I had to put it close to me instead of on the, uh, the other edge of the desk because the microphone was too heavy and it kept like bumping down to, to the uh like into my lap so, well but uh yeah it came with a uh little allen wrench for uh tightening up the joints mm-hmm. so that helped yeah definitely that's what you know same thing with mine you know if you're not careful like when i'm moving it back for it will come off of its base but it'll work I just wish I had a little bit more real estate space because I would love to have the microphone hanging upside down like that, you know? For those of you who are listening, no- normally Ari has a headset. And as you notice through his audio quality, he's gone from having a headset to having a headset just for listening and a, and a standard XLR microphone. And what he has now, he has a boom arm similar to what I have, but his is hanging his microphone upside down. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm talking about. And what's interesting is there are people who I have, don't have the little uh, screen that goes over it. Oh, the microphone. Fo- oh, the foam. Oh, the foam cover. Those are like five, five, six dollars off Amazon. I have the foam cover or the screen or whatever. Yeah, foam cover. Yeah, yeah. It looks uh, the design of your microphone is similar to mine, so I can link you to that later. So, cool. So. And here's the thing, what's interesting is so many people have different opinions on how you should position a microphone. Like, there are some microphones that are designed to be top up, where for those of you who are watching, the position that I have my microphone in, that's one way of doing it. And for those who are listening, it's where I am, the microphone is facing me and it's positioned like on a ground area. And then there are some microphones where you hang them upside down like a boom mic. That's the way Ari has his. And, and there are people, and like, when you get these certain, X, these microphones, there's a certain way to position them to get the optimum voice. And you're supposed to position a particular, a particular way in order to get that. Some will say if you hang it upside down, the microphone will last longer. If you hang it this way or that way, it, all I know is, as long as I am within a foot, or in this case, I'd say maybe, you know, actually, let me get the actual um, ruler here. Yeah, As long as it's within a tw- one foot radius of me, I, it's fine. I don't care at that point, because there are some microphones where you literally have to speak into the mic. And for those of you who watch the show, I'm always interacting and energized so i can't those don't really work so you know enough about that let's get on with the show tonight uh we are live tonight week 
of November 28, 2023. Wow. This year just flew right on by, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We are here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. You'll always find us at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. And we're proud to be part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And you can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sundays at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And we have a Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel, so come through, hang out, and have a good time with us. So, yeah. Now we got that out the way. Um, we're going to go into uh, how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, it was pretty slow. I mean, last week was a, with the, the Thanksgiving holiday. I, mm-hmm. you know, worked. I worked through uh, like Sunday through Thursday. You know, Thursday was holiday pay. Right. That's which good. Was That's good. Especially good. That'll look good on my next check. And uh, and my employer also has you know Good Friday, not Good Friday, uh, Black Friday as a holiday for us. But if you don't work that day, a holiday, you just get uh, an additional eight hours of mm-hmm. uh, free pay on your check. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not all that. Um, last night I got a, I got. You know, pressed into uh, working overtime, right? Which was so much fun. I could, I could tell, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I was. I got called in to do the overnight shift, and I was. I've essentially been awake since four o'clock in the morning yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I am super tired. I'm just and like trying to fall asleep. Like, it just wasn't happening. Like, I couldn't, like, force myself to, you know, sleep either, you know, just, like, taking a nap when I got home for work or anything like that. Well, I, well, you could have always, like, bowed out for tonight if you need to sleep. I could still stick around for a bit. I didn't want to just miss too much of the show, you know what I mean? Well, you got, Ari, you got to understand, like I say to everybody else. Anime GM session is a labor of love. We do this for free. So whenever anyone's needs of rest, whether it's physical or mental, you take that. And if if everybody takes off, we're not gonna do a show. Simple as that. That's all it is. So that's that's fine. So you ain't got nothing to worry about, whatever you miss, because we're still going. It's not like, oh, this is the final episode. Everybody has has to show up, you know? We got a long mm-hmm. ways to go before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, it's mostly been work since uh, last time I've been on, and doing it, getting a couple things for uh, Christmas. Mm. You know, to a, uh, and I got something to mail to you. I got something to mail to Mako. I got uh, like two other gifts for friends around my area. So. Mm. I still got a couple things to do. That's good. Just so you know, everybody's gifts are going to be late because I'm picking up gifts in Japan. So that's yeah. perfectly fine. I figured that was going to happen. Yeah. So they'll either be horribly wrapped because I'm tired, or they'll just be like in the bag, be like here. <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably just going to mail yours out to you. So uh, you know, 
Wait, okay. Either send it before I leave for Japan or wait till I come back. Because I okay. honestly don't... Even though the upstairs neighbors will pick up my stuff, I don't want anything sitting out here for a couple of weeks. I really don't. Yeah. Granted, I have had... like My favorite story is... My, my other friend Stephanie, uh, I bought her copy of Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix off of her. Because she ended up mm-hmm. pre-ordering two copies. And she shipped it. And I think I was at Mako's for about a week. And when I got back, I had re- I did, I realized, I noticed the package had been sitting there. And I checked the tracking. It had been sitting on my front porch for about three days. Yeah, I hate when stuff like that happens. See, that I don't mind. But now with the fact that I've had a couple of things kind of get porched out. I'm like, yeah, no, that that that's not happening. Nope, nope, absolutely not. So I'm telling people, if you got me something, send it before I leave or wait till I return. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Anywho. My- and uh, other than that, just, you know, playing through the Division 2 again. Occasionally some Street Fighter 6. But, uh, yeah, it's just been pretty, uh, been pretty slow these past two weeks. It's all good. Slow is good. Anywho, speaking of slow, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, besides Thanksgiving and decorating outside and playing a little bit of Persona 5 Tactica, mm-hmm. um, that that's that's basically it. That's basically. <laughs> so yes, I've, I've I've been reading a lot of smut. There, that that's but, where but, my day that that's where my day and week has been. But we knew this. That's just it, though. Yeah. So I mean, you you anytime I say stuff about what I'm doing in the week, just you know, infer that I've also been reading nothing but smut. But also, re- but is it has it been good smut though? Some of it. But also remember, when she's not reading smut, you know, shit got real. That's all you need to know. Anywho, my week- I also found a story that's the crossover between Harry Potter and Helsing Ultimate. Mm. Seen it. There you go. Helsing Ultimate abridged, I mean. Seen it. Oh, okay. You have to understand- The, my- the crimson fucker lives. Uh, not that one, but like, not that story, but I kind of, I think it might be the same one you're talking about. No, no, I'm just saying like that, that's basically how you can tell that it's more abridged than anything else, because basically he just keeps calling himself the Crimson Fucker. You find out that Harry Potter is actually his great, 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 great grandson. No, he just shows up all... Also, one uh, Voldemort and spells out Crimson Fucker on a wall in blood. <laughs> the, what y'all need to know is that Mako-chan is the farmer's insurance of fan fiction. Because, like farmer's insurance, if they've seen it once or twice, they've covered it once or twice. So, if you mention it once or twice, Mako-chan has read it once or twice. Hey, you know I'm right. Sometimes. <laughs> it it it, re- it 
it depends on the fandom. Okay, all right. Also, yeah. I hate ads on on Twitch because even if you click away from it, it pauses the ad and you still have to wait for it to play. All right, it comes all right. Back. I, I will get into something about the ads during housekeeping because I got my issues with that. So, anywho, um, my weekend day was basically pretty quiet. Two days at work, three days off, and just turkey with Mako. We just basically vegged out. There was no point in doing any Black Friday shopping because, well, number one, stores are not closed on Thanksgiving, which I think is a great thing. Secondly, there really weren't any sales. The only good sale that I saw was PS5 Digital for 350 at Target. And then they actually had the regular PS5. Did I say PS3? No, you said PS5. Okay, good. Yeah. And the regular PS5 for 349. And that was like I saw that in a group somewhere in one of my groups and I was like I had not seen this on anything. How did this, you know, but it was for the fat, and I wanted the slim, so I'm just like, I will wait. So that was the only deal that I saw. I mean, yes, there was good deals on this Xbox Series X, but I already have one of those. But, you know, if you're looking for decent deals on games, that's just about it. Games and memory cards and clothing. I will always say this. Old Navy has the best Black Friday sale. 50% off the entire store. Absolutely. Oh, you got one of those too, huh? Yeah, I picked up i got it sent to me on my last uh, amazon order uh half a tear it's gonna go on my phone when i open when i finally get it open yeah so basically what ari showed up was he got a, a 512 gigabyte uh micro sd card which is interesting mm -hmm. i picked up one of those too because i noticed when playing like there are games that are on my memory card on my switch and they're just slow loading it's just mm -hmm. fuck so i went out and got that and then i realized i think i'm gonna need one for my phone for all the photos I'm going to take on my trip. And for those of you who don't know, in about three weeks, I am going to be in Japan. So that's going to be fun. And I'm so looking forward to it. And I think I finally decided on which suitcase I want. And I will be pulling the trigger on that order tonight. Enough about that. Let's get into some uh, housekeeping notes here. Uh, don't forget, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page as well as our Twitch page after a certain time. If you're looking for older episodes, definitely hit them up. Hit us up on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Anime Jam Session. Click on. Actually, no. Huh? When you go to YouTube.com/slash Anime Jam Session, click on Podcast. Uh, the instead of a playlist of all of our episodes, there is a video podcast available. So definitely check that out there. So for one special so def so we hope that you will definitely appreciate that and don't forget our end of year show uh december 12th it, hopefully it'll be me ari mako wild spice Koi, berry all six of us and we're just gonna chill and just talk it'll be a very chill stream um we might talk about a couple of holiday stories. Just just see how things go. It's just going to be very chill, very relaxed. We're just going to have a good time. That's all it is. So, now, mm -hmm. one thing I want, something I've been wanting to bring up for the longest now, and I just keep forgetting. But I, I, as you know, we, this podcast, this Twitch stream is supported, as it says, 
like we watch them on PBS, viewers like you, which is true. We thrive when you sub to the channel, when you throw bits and you, and you send money. We thrive that way, and it keeps things going. We really appreciate that. We now know that you know, there, are, there are Twitch ads that are popping up, and they and I get the notification for it, like, not even five minutes after I start the stream. I'm just like, I just started the stream. Let people chill out. And I try to postpone it as far as I can. And I just hope it's like a 30-second stream. But I don't want y'all to miss anything, you know? Because I think even when you sub to the channel, there are still a couple of ads here and there. Now, I understand people need to get paid. I understand that we need to get paid, too. But, again... The money that we make off of this goes directly into hosting of the, of the page and everything. Anything left over goes to Mako and Ari because gas money for conventions, simple as that. Now, I've started, you know, I've started increasing the number of podcasts that I listen to because eventually I like the music on my phone, but it gets kind of re repetitive and I'm too lazy to like change out the music. And some of the music I haven't, like, reacquired yet. So we'll get into that in just a bit. So I started listening to more podcasts. There's one podcast I listen to. When you start it, they have, like, two or three commercials that they do, read. Fine, whatever. We get right into it. 30, 45 minutes later, there's, like, three more. And it's the same read as it was previously. I'm just like, come on. And then at the end of the podcast, there's like three more. Now, for some of y'all, you'll listen to a bunch of podcasts right behind each other, like a playlist. So in a way, that kind of works. I understand everybody's got to get paid, but you don't need so many freaking ads and reads. When this podcast gets to that point where we're doing reads and stuff, I promise y'all, it ain't going to be like that. There'll be maybe one commercial at the front, one in the middle and one and one twenty. That's it. That's all I want. I just want it simple. That's all it is. Thankfully, the podcasts I'm listening to are entertaining enough for me to continue listening. Because if it wasn't, I'd stop listening. Hell, one of the feeds I listen to, they put multiple pod different shows on there. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not keeping up with all of this. I'm just keeping up with the one show, and that's it. And that's all I gotta say about that. So, yeah. Anywho. We're going to get into uh, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our show, of our lives. And talk about what anime stuff that we're watching and so forth. So what do you have this week for Geek Roundtable there, Ari? Uh, something else I just purchased my last uh, round of anime, uh, Amazon Shopping. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I've, I've never really been a fan of them, but I got myself some earbuds. Nice. These are uh, Samsung ones, so they sync up with my phone and the uh, wearable app just fine. I, if I had known so, you were looking for air, earbuds, I would have told you to go to V-Motor. They had really nice ones for like like 20 bucks. These are only like 35 40 right. somewhere in there. I got That's them cool. mostly because at work, I, like when there's an excess of supervisors, they have to go to uh, certain interchanges in a certain order. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I've been wound up at the, at my home interchange with a, uh, with another supervisor like most of the time because you know 
if you don't come into work on a holiday, you don't get the holiday pay for it, obviously. Right. And, you know, you, you don't want you don't want to be rude when a blaring listening to stuff on your phone. No, I get that. I get that. So yeah, like they work pretty nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I see somebody's fandom is shot on display here. There, Mako. Might as well. T- you want to tell the audience what you got? Yeah. So, um, while I was unable to get the Persona Five um soundtrack originally mm-hmm. they release it um so i was able to get the uh, four album set mm-hmm. um each one has its own little cover as you can see um so it's uh yeah so now i have the persona 5 soundtrack on vinyl and once i get everything set up in my bar and lounge, I'll be able to listen to my loungy bar music. Sounds good. I'm very excited. All right, so like I said, I have I've have, I've got a bunch of figurines I have bought, and I left a lot of them at Mako's for safekeeping because I couldn't bring them all back. But I have them, and in doing so, more show up from the, my pre-orders. I have actually two here. I haven't opened up yet. One's from Amazon and one is from Otakumo. And the one from Amazon is a figure that I've been kind of pining for for over a year. So maybe even longer than that. Uh, but, um, because I just finished watching Spy Family and I just realized I looked at my pre orders. I pre ordered two extra your figures. And I'm just like, well, I already paid for them. So I might as well, when I get them, I might as well just. Flip them and see if I can get some type of money back for them. Whatever. So, you know. Anywho, but instead of... But for the time being, I have another figurine of your, better known as the Thorn Princess, in her um out, in her normal assassin's outfit. Which is really nice. By Sega. I think I, 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 I showed off another your figure previously, but I don't remember which outfit she was in, but... I kind of want one of, a figurine of each of her outfits because I liked how she looks in them. And hopefully from watching this week, like the most recent episode, I hope there's a figurine of that too. Because I, I, I like the change they did from her for her assassin's outfit for her to fit in, to blend into like the dinner parties and so forth. So, uh, let's see here. Bonds006 says, I did not buy anything for Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I would want a new Xbox controller, a new mouse, X-Sub, and have... Bro, let me tell you. Xbox controllers were going for like $45, the official ones. Uh, I saw a really nice Power A one that Amazon, that Best Buy had for like $20. Bucks. Uh, mice, I've been seeing good deals on that. There is a Corsair mouse I almost pulled the trigger on, but... I was just kind of hum- hemming and hawing back and forth if I really wanted it. I was going to pair it with my Surface, but I'm always, like, scrolling with the touchpad and the screen, so, you know. But when I'm working in, the, in like, if I'm in the uh, hotel dumping photos, eh, I can see that. Uh, decent headphones. I've been seeing some good prices on stuff, too. 
So actually, let me check Vmoda because honestly, a lot of these sites are doing Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. It's still going. It's extended and so forth. Like, if you've ever seen those headphones, like these headphones that I'm wearing right now, these are Crossfade 2s. You can get the 3s for 224 If you want just strictly wired, they have them for 119 I mean, they have like these really in-ear headphones for like 15 and 30 bucks. I have a pair of like wired headphones, wireless headphones that are sports style that I keep with me when I'm traveling, I'm going out and coming back and I don't want to take the head, the big ones. I got those for like under 50 bucks last year. There are some good deals about that, you know, definitely. Um, I may have, I may have to link you to a couple of things about, you know, for, for deals on the controllers. But then again, if you're following Wario64 on Twitter, you already know. Enough about that. Enough about the shopping and so forth. Let's let's just basically admit it. Black Friday sales this year basically suck balls. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I mean, I think Marco didn't last year. Did we actually go into the stores and just walked around for shits and giggles? Yeah, I don't think I don't think we ended up getting anything no. last year too because no. all the sales were put out before Black Friday. All right. Yeah. I I want to share my one of my basically one of my favorite black friday stories and then we'll get into tonight's article this goes back to i think 2019 me and mako are on a search for my playstation 4 i had just finished having dinner i know thanksgiving dinner at my grandparents house they it was my grandfather was kind of my uncle was kind enough to drive me to newark so i could catch the train down to mako's and then we went to her mom's place for Thanksgiving dinner. Then after that, we go to Best Buy. And first thing I look for is the PlayStation 4. Already gone. But what was interesting was the manager is basically refunding a guy who actually has like a stack of PlayStation 4s at the register. And he's arguing the fact that these, he's just collecting, and he's trying to tell them, it's one per household. Does it matter, you know? Fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So I, I speak to the manager. If there's another store that has the play, that has PlayStation 4s, this is the uh, PS4 Slim with Spider-Man for 200 bucks. He tells me of another location, and he can't guarantee how many they had. I was like, okay, cool. Now, what was also happening this year was that was one of the hot ticket items. And instead of saving them for Black Friday or Great Thursday, whatever the hell the fuck you want to call it, all the retailers had them out on display. And I was just like, come on. I, could I have bought it earlier in the week? Sure. But I wanted to do it on Black Friday with friends. So we go over to the other Best Buy. I speak to a rep. He goes to another person. She goes and grabs a PlayStation 4 and says, well, the, the guy, ne they, they never came back, so here you go. So I got my PlayStation 4. I pick up Tetris. Kingdom Hearts Collection. Now, also, Mako is getting, wanted, wanted to switch because it was going to be, I get my PS4, 
she gets her switch. So, she picks up a copy of Spyro for Xbox because it's like, well, in a way, it was basically me paying her for driving me up here. So, we get on the line. We have everything. And I see there is a stack of Nintendo Switches. The Mario Kart ones. And I look over at Mako and I'm like, get your Switch, get your games, get your controller. Now, she was going to get everything from GameStop. But I'm like, you know what? We have the money right now. Why make two stops? Fuck GameStop. Let's get everything here at once. I had to make a phone call, you know, with the credit card, make sure everything was on the up and up because I had just opened the account like maybe a couple of weeks prior because it was originally just to get my PS4. Get that, hop in the car, make our way back to her place. Mission accomplished. Again, that's like one of my favorite um, stories. I have other favorites, but it's me working at... um. Black Friday and me basically telling a couple of customers to piss off because they didn't follow the rules. I mean, when you're staring at somebody taller than you and bigger than you that can snap you like a twig and you tell them they can't have the TV because they came 20 minutes late, you know? Yes, and as Bonzello success, they had the flag to purchase as fraud. True, because I just opened the account and I didn't have the physical card yet, so... It was all good. And as for, and, and Bonzo still mentions about going to WinterCon this weekend, which I originally was going to do, but I decided not to because my goal is if I leave for Japan, have all the photos and all the photos edited and posted, did everything done. I don't want to come back from my trip and realize I have another convention to cover. So, you know, enough about that. So we got that out the way. And we're going to talk about Nami Amaro. A very popular uh, J-pop uh, performer, and I had no clue about you know, her stuff disappearing off the face of the planet. And I was just like, wait, what? So, here's the thing. As, as, as it goes, as per the article, as mind-boggling as it may sound, even the most famous and, most, and popular celebrities in the world can completely vanish from the face of the earth. Once dubbed the Japanese Madonna, Nami Amaro has seemingly completely disappeared, taking all traces of her adored work with her. The now 46-year-old musician had initially retired from public life six years prior after enjoying a very successful career in the 90s. She has sold 40 million records across her career and released no less than 12 studio albums, as well as a dozen hit singles and 10 solo number one songs in Japan. The Japanese artist put a shocking halt to her career in 2017 on her 40th birthday as she announced she was retiring from the music industry altogether. Now, before we continue, there are artists that do that. A lot of them will put out a series of albums and then they've made their money. They will just continue to make money off of residuals and they'll go into production and other things and so forth, you know? Mm hmm. So, he says. As she put on her blog at the time, I would like to write about something I have carried on my mind and decided on the 20th anniversary of my debut that I, Nami Amaro, would like to take this opportunity to inform all of my fans 
of my decision to retire as of September 16th, 2018. I plan to make the last year of my music career meaningful by focusing my full attention on creating a final album and performing at concerts. Then I will welcome the date of September 16th, 2018 in the best way that I can. One year after that head-scratching declaration, she performed one final show in her home prefecture, Okinawa, before retiring from music forever the very next day. At her farewell concert, she performed just eight songs without an encore. She concluded, thank you, thank you very much for coming, before leaving the stage forever. Subsequently, the singer's official website, fan club, Facebook page, and online store all became defunct. Nami has not since maintained any form of social media presence as some avenues of fans have gathered to celebrate her 25-year career was suddenly also gone. Huh. Following her five years of complete and utter silence, the talent's fans have remarked on a new disturbing update as her official YouTube channel featuring all of her videos have also been deleted. You will all, here's the thing. You will find her videos on YouTube. There will always be somebody else that's uploading the videos and so forth. But we're talking about her official YouTube uh, Facebook, I mean, her official YouTube page here. Additionally, her solo music has been erased from streaming services such as Spotify. Wow. Fans have reported that when they search for Nami Amaro on Spotify or Apple Music, they can only see a handful of her collaborations with other artists. As of November 22nd, only five songs featured on Nami's Spotify profile, with all of her albums appearing to have been completely wiped away. It is not currently known whether the decision to remove the iconic pop star's music for streaming services was hers or Avex. That is her record label. With this recent development of Nami's music disappearing from modern means of consuming her music, many theories have emerged online. As per Reddit, some have explained that in the latest news in Japan that reported her disappearance was related to a contracting licensing issue or a potential renegotiation. In a way, that's sort of like how Taylor Swift has actually re-recorded all of her albums. That way, if you stream them, she gets the residuals, not the studio. One writer had mentioned that it's a trending it's a trending thing in Japan and it's no official word yet. It could be as simple as someone forgetting to do their paperwork, some negotiations somewhere falling through, or the artist of choosing to retire from all facets of professional life. The same Redditor later updated his initial post by adding, seeing that her media has been removed not only from streaming services, but also from iTunes and Amazon in form of physical CDs, this is definitely not a mistake. I'm taking this as a message from Amaro Chan telling us it's time for her to go professionally and she's voluntarily removing herself from the competition that is the music industry to make way for new artists. Another person said that this is not true. The reason why she did all those re-recordings following her split from Rising Productions was so that she would have ownership over the new recordings. As I said regarding Taylor Swift a couple of minutes ago. Whether her music will be back or not, only time will tell. As of now, the star, who is cherished by millions of fa- millions for so many years, has shown no public signs of a public return as it is. In Japan, people vanishing on purpose have become a cultural phenomenon, sparking flourishing businesses. The practice of vanishing is so prevalent in Japan that people doing it have earned their own name, Johats. 
Hickory's point that Japan's hard work, harsh work culture in combination with the lack of familial and community support are reasons for people choosing to evaporate. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So basically, all her music is basically gone off the interwebs. We have not heard from her. Some are saying that this could be a negotiation tactic or something like that. Because think about it. It's like when cable, when TV providers negotiate with the TV stations and it doesn't go through, they flip a switch and you're blacked out. And as Bonzo said, not only she quit music, she quit everything. But you also got to understand, the Japanese culture, when it comes to like being a celebrity, is different from the American culture. They're not really spoiled by the means here. God forbid an artist here pulls something like that. They'd probably be broke in about five years. But I can tell you this. I have already acquired those 12 albums, so I'm good. Hopefully, on my trip, I can find a used one of her albums, maybe newer used, so who knows? And C. DeBerry says she's been popular for how long? Very. I mean, the fact that she's been gone for five years, fans are coming around to celebrate 25th anniversary, and they can't find her stuff, you know? That's very interesting. You know, I, I, I never would have. All right, now that we got that out the way, we're going to get into our next story. Um, Suicide Squad anime. Ari, take it away. <clears throat> okay, let me bring it back up here. I just had it. Uh, yeah, Suicide Squad Isekai anime gears up for a major reveal stream. Uh, Warner Brothers Japan has announced that New info for the upcoming Suicide Squad Isekai anime series will be unveiled in the scheduled reveal stream. Warner Brothers Japan posted a short video offering fans a chance to take a closer look at the highly anticipated Suicide Squad Isekai, which would feature its very own reveal stream December 1st at 2 a.m. Pacific time. I think that's what PT means. Uh, Actor Takahiro Koyasu, who notably provided the voice for the Joker in the Japanese dub of the 2016 Suicide Squad film will be hosting. It was an uh, Suicide Squad Isekai was announced on July 2023 and is based on the eponymous supervillain team from the DC Comics. The first incarnation of the group includes several popular characters from the DC franchise such as Joker, Enchantress, and Poison Ivy. Throughout its run, the series has included the addition and departure of any villains and anti-heroes from the Suicide Squad, including Harley Quinn, it was added to the forest after DC Comics' new 52 reboot in 2001 and is arguably the most popular member of the latest iteration. <clears throat> uh, Wit Studio, who does things like Attack on Titan and Spy Family, is handling production of the Suicide Squad Isekai anime. Ario Sada from Jujutsu Kaisen, Garo Vashing Line, is helming the project from the director's chair. Novelist Tepe Nagatsuki and writer E.G. Umehara, who previously worked together on to, to, uh, to co-author 2021's Vivi Fluorite I song, are working as a series scriptwriters. Artist Naoto Hosada from Siren Yamatsuri is in charge of character design, while mangaka Akira Amano is from Reborn and Psychopaths providing original drafts. Hmm. 
so the past couple of Suicide Squad films were not all that well received. I don't know if that's going to carry over to uh, to this. I am, I am curious how this is going to play out. Yeah, me too. Because you think Isekai, you hear Isekai and you're like, like some normal person gets, you know, transported to another world usually by being killed in the first one <laughs> right yeah that's why i'm loving the eminence in shadow it has got to be the most cracked out isekai i have ever watched he gets killed and he creates this world and this team and all this stuff little did he realize what he made up is actually real If talking out your ass was was real, you know, was a superpower. I wouldn't say superpower, but hmm. I think it's time I uh, head out for now, guys, because I still have to get up at four in the morning. Yeah, go on, man. That's that's perfectly fine. Me and Mako can bounce uh, back and forth. All right, thanks. Uh, good to see you guys again. Of course, man. Sleep, good night. sleep well. We'll catch you next week, man. And there we go, and there goes Ari. Now we're back in the two-play mode. Okay, so I guess we can just we can bounce the stories back and forth. All right, let's see what we have here. Oh, the, the, the shot that was heard all around the world. I was greatly amused by this. <laughs> yeah, I I saw this. So anybody in the U.S who happens to be around the New York area. Um, they're usually watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade um, with all of its lovely large floats. One of the brand new floats for this year was um, Luffy from One Piece. However... He didn't make it five minutes into the into the freaking parade. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. So in full broadcast on Global News YouTube, fans can see a rogue tree branch tree branch tear into the brim of the iconic straw hat as onlookers collectively sighed in shock and disappointment. The float then immediately ran fist first into a lamppost prompting the parade to stop and onlookers to release a second wave of audible groans the float handlers were able to get the float away from the lamppost before the hand popped but the straw hat was not for not so fortunate uh, the parade website boasts that the luffy float is an impressive 50 feet tall or as high as a five-story building, 43 feet long, or as long as six bicycles, and 39 feet wide, or as wide as six taxi cabs, making it one of the largest in the parade. Sadly, um, the size became its downfall, um, with Luffy making it through the rest of the parade with a deflated straw hat, and the birth of many, many, many internet memes. <laughs> Actually, my one of my friends, uh, Kitty Kaboom, 
either her or friend actually drew, drew fan art of a sad Luffy with the deflated hat. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically, if you want to see it, just go ahead and troll around the internet. It's there, and the before and aftermath of this sad, sad hat. And nothing of value was lost. Um, I, I will say there were quite a few floats that did not mm-hmm. survive the parade. Um, they had them very, very low, so that means that the wind was very, very high. And unfortunately, there were quite a few that had rips and holes poked into them and just not a good parade this year for the floats yeah usually one of my friends is usually like one of the people that's in the parade like as a float handler so so now we're gonna get into uh scott pilgrim the anime or what was it called scott pilgrim takes off now i'm not gonna go into a full review of the anime I will say this much. What I what I got from people is either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. I didn't hate it. I sure as hell didn't love it. I liked it and I enjoyed it for what it was. I liked the direction it went in. I would have liked to see them actually do the entire series in a modern 2023 take because the books are like over 50 or like like 15 years old so the times have changed some of the culture has changed i'd like to see how scott would deal with things in 2023 other than that i thought it was pretty good but we're gonna get back into the matter at hand here about a season two which is not going to happen sadly deadline reported that on november 20th that scott pilgrim takes off uh, Netflix, Universal Studio Group's Universal Content Productions, and Science Saru's anime series, um, Brian Lee O'Malley's Scott Pilgrim graphic novel series, have no plans for a second season. O'Malley and executive producer Ben David Karbinski stated in an interview with the show is self-contained for now. O'Malley first said that people are always complaining about how shows get canceled after one season. So we hedged our bets immediately and tried to make it a self-contained one season. O'Malley wrote the project and served as executive producer with Grabinski, who worked on the, the new Are You Afraid of Dark series. They're both the showrunners. Japan Science Saru, who worked on, who produced Devilman Crybaby, The Heike Story, Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken, animated the project with the CEO Il Young Choi as producer and Abel Gangora as a director. He, they worked on Star Wars Vision. Edgar Wright, the director and co-writer of the live-action film adaptation, is an executive producer with his producing partner, Nira Park, as the film's co-writer, Michael Bacall, and Mark Platt Productions, Mark Platt, Jared LeBoff, and Adam Siegel. Scott Pilgrim is the story of a 20-something Toronto indie rocker's adventures in getting and keeping jobs, avoid being kicked out of his apartment, and surviving encounters with the seven exes of the new girl in town on whom he has a crush. 
O'Malley published the original Harvey Award-winning manga-influenced uh, Scott Pilgrim graphical novel series from 2004 to 2010. The film opened up um, that year, too, as Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and it spawned the uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the Animation short from Titmouse that same year. And we also had the game from Ubisoft Montreal, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. And we, and I believe last year we got a HD remaster of it, which is really good. Um, you could probably find it for like five or ten bucks through through digital retail outlets. So if you like old school beat 'em ups with that with that charm, definitely check the game out. Books are good. Uh the movie was so so. The anime was good. I was not a big fan of most of the voices because I felt like they kind of aged out of the ages that they're supposed to be voicing. But I thought it was a cool concept of getting the entire movie cast movie cast together to do this project. And for those of you who did watch uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, there is that one scene where it does look like we could get a season two. And I'd like to see maybe another season, 10 episodes, revolving around that and more elements. See how that got. But then again, it kind of takes away from the original point of the books. So, you know. All right. Next up, um, Tokekuken acquires Tokyo Otaku Mode. Wow. I was not expecting uh, that. Yeah, neither was I. Um... So Shogakukan announced on Tuesday that the company has acquired all outstanding shares of Tokyo Otaku Mode and made the company a wholly owned subsidiary. Uh, Nobuhiro Oga, representative, representative director and president of uh, Shogakukan, um, will serve as chairperson of the board of directors of Otaku, uh, Tokyo Otaku Mode. Um, another executive is being appointed to the board, and an auditor will join the subsidiary. Hmm. Um, so Tokyo Otaku Mode's co-founder, uh, Naomitsu Kodaka, who is currently president and representative director, and vice president and director uh, Hajime Ataka, will continue to serve in their roles. Financial details of the deal, including stock acquisition price, was not disclosed as both companies are private companies. The press release emphasized the strength of Tokyo Otaku Mode's overseas network and distribution capabilities and cited an aim to expand Shokugaken's presence overseas. Uh, so, yeah. And I'm actually looking up the company because there's a couple of things I want to check out. And I'm looking at Wikipedia. Today's featured article is Revolutionary Girl Utena. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to have to um screenshot that for you know for prosperity. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, I think yeah, I'm looking at the subsidiaries. They have that. They also own Viz Media as well. But I think. With Viz's connections, it'll help Otaku Mode with distribution, which is kind of cool. It's sort of like how, um, I forget the name of the company. Uh, there was, I think it was Ingram Entertainment. They had actually owned um, Funimation for a while. And people started flipping out about that. And I was like, 
No, this no 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 no. This this is a good thing. This is a good thing. A distribution company bought an anime company. They're gonna start distributing anime through their network. That means things are gonna be a little bit cheaper, and it was cheaper. So there you go. Right. Now we'll get into our last story of the night. Um, we're talking about uh SAG-AFTRA and quote unquote crumbling anime industry. Representatives of the Japanese film and anime uh, representatives of Japanese film and anime hope that the acting union SAG-AFTRA can inject their knowledge into a crumbling anime industry. Discussing the industry full frontal, which is another um, website, sat down with animation director Terumi Nishi, who worked on Juju Kaisen, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, and voice actor Ayano Fukumiya. Fukumiya represents NA NAFCA, NAFCA, Nippon Anime and Film Culture Association, and explained to full frontal why, despite NAFCA being an association of like minded individuals, it is not a registered union. Well, a lot of people are afraid of fighting, but what we're fighting for is our rights. So first we need to educate people about history and collective action. Because if we just start up a union right now, nobody will come. We mustn't rush and skip the steps. Okay. As things are today, it's a time where a lot of people are afraid of fighting, Fukumiya continued. She highlighted that it's not just in Japan, but globally that labor conditions are under strain. Talking of overseas, we're all feeling the impact of the Hollywood strikes. I wish the SAG after people would come to Japan and make speeches. There are still actors in Japan who don't know what's been going on. We are on that level, so first we need to properly relay that kind of information. NAFCA was established on April 27, 2023 by notable film by notable anime and film staff, including Maso Ueda, the former president of A1 Pictures and Amiplex, Masaru Kitao, chief animation director for Attack on Titan, the final seasons part two, and voice actor Yuko Kaida, who is the voice of Sylvia Sherwood in Spy Family. Principally, they wish to become a power that can exert pressure on the government to improve standards with rising wages and improve production lines for overworked staff, also priorities. Fukumiya highlighted that the animation industry is crumbling because of the lack of staff. While Nishi stated that while frustrating is piling up, nobody will actually do anything yet. It is hoped that NAFCA can foster connections, creating a community, and developing links that go beyond just animation. These dire conditions can be seen in the popular Jujutsu Kaisen anime. I think we talked about this last week. Um... Animators and directors involved with the show have been speaking at an unprecedented level. I've done a job that no one would appreciate, and I'm sure I'll continue to do so. Animator Hokuto Sadamoto said on Twitter after Season 2, Episode 14. He initially used a pseudonym because he was so disgusted with his work and was angry after his name was leaked. Sadamoto revealed that he was told to do 250 animation cuts, a number that was simply infeasible. Numerous staff have sent... Said they're taking breaks from the industry after Juju Kaisen finishes. Those who feel a deep sense of responsibility may continue to work, but harbor a deep blame for themselves. Despite Nishi being a veteran within the industry, credited as the chief animation director for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, 
She continues to be deeply outspoken about the issues in the industry. She criticized Netflix in 2020 for its failure to trickle a larger budget down to workers and has been also been vocal about the lack of formal animator standards. According to her, this has led to an influx of underqualified people being hired for roles. Perhaps due to her outspokenness, she is not officially part of NAFCA, as in her own words, I'm a bit too extreme to work in a group. It's basically like in Japan, you sit down, you shut up, and you do the work. And you don't complain because of retaliation and other things. Those types of laws are much more stronger here, even though there's always been that fear of retaliation, but in most places, the law has your back. And we've talked about plenty of times on this show about the conditions that animators have worked in and people just like, you know, after this, they're quitting and switching careers and so forth. You know, I would like to see SAG-AFTRA send some representatives to the Japan to Japan and work with them to get like a union going. If they can get backed by SAG-AFTRA, maybe that could definitely do something, you know? I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's the whole of Japan that really has yep. a work ethics issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, going and trying to get, you know, something going in the anime industry is great. Mm-hmm. But until something a little bit more profound is done throughout the country... I mean, they have a word for, you know, working to death. They have a word for that. That that's how um, strong their supposed work work ethic is. Mm. So I mean, it would be great if things changed, and maybe you know, with the popularity of anime, that is a good stepping stone. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely an overall change that needs to happen in Japan. I certainly agree. And on that, we are done with stories, and we're going to get into the part of the show that y'all really stick around for, uh, meanwhile, in Japan. And we're only going to do two of these stories because it only makes sense for two. Um, let's see. I have a feeling which story you're going to take, but I'm going to go with the first one. I'm going to go for the second one. I was wrong about that. I figured you'd go for the third one. I actually figured that you would go for the third one. No... It's okay. Playing to your strengths. I get it. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> right? Chicken and alcohol goes together. I mean, come on. Hey, I fully agree with that. I, I think that there is an alcohol that can go with everything. um, Especially really greasy-ass food. So, I'm right there with you. Well... <sighs> Knowing Japan, the food won't be as greasy, but just as tasty. Probably. So, what we're talking about is how KFC Japan developed a new fried chicken that is designed to taste great with beer and other alcoholic drinks. And I'm already thinking, 
it goes great with beer now. What more can you do? It's like when you go to the bar, you get hot wings and beer, you know? But then again, some bars, the hot wings suck, but the beer is good. It kind of makes up for the suckiness of that is the hot wings. Earlier this month, KFC Japan started selling a spicy miso version of the signature dish. But they're not done innovating yet, as there's yet another fried chicken innovation coming this week. On Wednesday, which was last week, KFC Japan is launching its new Naniku Crispy, which is specifically seasoned to taste great when eaten with beer and other alcoholic drinks. Pictured above, the Naniku Crispy is based on the chain's Colonel Crispy's recipe, but with extra garlic, which is Naniku in Japanese, and soy sauce flavoring. And it's finished with an additional coating of garlic flavor oil sauce. The resulting flavor, KFC says, makes an excellent pairing with alcoholic beverages, and they're launching it now as Japan enters the season for end-of-year parties, which Japan tends to involve at least a moderate amount of stiff drink. According to KFC, a lot of work went into getting the flavor just right, as early prototypes tasted more like eating a hunk of raw garlic. But in the end, they're promising a flavorful but properly balanced taste. They're so confident that Naniku Crispy and alcohol are a perfect pair that they're offering a Kanpai barrel or a Cheers bucket with three pieces of Naniku Crispy and four original recipe fried chicken for 1680 yen, which is $11.20. And goddamn, that's cheap. That sounds amazing. I know. That's like $20 here at KFC here. That's like 20 bucks. Alternatively, if you want Naniku Crispy and only Naniku Crispy, the individual pieces go for 290 yen, or you can get a three-piece pack for 600 yen, making the third piece almost free. With no shortage of fried chicken fans and alcohol aficionados out there, we see an order of KFC's Japan's made for boozy fried chicken in our near future and hoping we keep our fingers crossed that the Nico Crispy delivers more on the garlicky part of its promise than Burger King Japan's Naniku Garlic Burger ever did. And I'm looking at the the uh the dollar to yen ratio and I'm kinda kicking myself for not picking up yen like two weeks ago. <sighs> Story of my life. Can't believe it. Oh, it's down, but it's starting to go back up. I did say once it hits one fifty I was going to just run down to T D and be like, I will take this. All right, Michael John. Dawn, wait, hold on. Koko Usagi says in our chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, bro, I'd get it even without the plans for booze. Seems legit. All right, Mako, what you got for us? So, um, Japan has added a little something to its tallest Ferris wheel. The Osaka wheel, obviously, you know, located in Osaka, 
is Japan's tallest Ferris wheel. It is 123 meters, which is hmm. 403.5 feet at its highest point and provides stunning views of the surrounding scenery. And soon it'll provide something even more wonderful, the warmth of a kotatsu and hot sake. Hmm. So starting in December, the Osaka Wheel will be starting its Kotatsu in the Sky service, in which a number of its gondolas will be outfitted with Kotatsu. Um, obviously, for those that don't know, Kotatsu are tables with heaters attached to the underside and then a thick blanket sandwiched between uh, a two-layer top, creating a pocket of warm air to slide your feet, legs, and forearms into. The only downside to Kotatsu is that once you sit down at one, odds are you're not going anywhere for quite a while on account of how cozy it is. Putting a Kotatsu on a Ferris wheel cleverly solves this problem, since you can stay seated and warm while the gondola rises into the sky and comes back down on its circuit, which in the case of the Osaka wheel is about 18 minutes. Hmm. The gondola interior is also decorated with faux shoji paper, um, uh, faux shoji paper screen sliding doors to give it an old school Japanese house vibe. And then, of course, if you're you know sitting down and relaxing for that long, you might as well have a drink. So the gondola passengers are served a, a bottle of Koromatsu Kenbishi. Hmm. which is a sake made by Kobe brewer Kenbishi Sh Shuzo, which was founded in 1505. And in keeping with the warmth of the kotatsu, the sake is served um, heated style. Okay. Um, if you are having a drink, you might as well have some snacks too. So they've thought of that as well. So those uh, Kotatsu gondola passengers can have hot canned odin, a mixture of vegetables, fish, fish, sausage, eggs, and other simmered foods that is, are especially popular in winter. Um, and then again, um, the package is also available in a two-circuit format that lets you ride for two rotations which will take about 36 minutes. So one rotation with the package is priced at 2,000 yen, which is about $13.45 per person, per person. And the two rotation plan is 2,500 yen. Um, if you just want the food with no drink, there is a discount from uh, 2,200 yen to 1,500 yen. And it's also possible to choose a non-alcoholic beverage as a replacement for the sake in the drink-inclusive plan in case you're riding the Ferris wheel with children or adult non-tipplers. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's really not a bad deal. Here, the ride itself, if you do even the double, is costing you about what 15 bucks 16 bucks and then add another 16 bucks and you get drinks and food so you get 
you know, almost 40 minutes to sit there, eat some hot food, drink some hot sake, and just be able to relax under a kotatsu. That sounds amazing. You want to do that so badly. I really kind of do. Um, so the maximum capacity for each gondola is six people. Uh, reservations can be made between 11 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. Um, and then the gondolas, the Kotatsu gondolas, are available between December 2nd and February 29th. And then, obviously, you do have to reserve them. Makes sense. I just think that that sounds really fun. I mean, obviously, this is a very slow Ferris wheel. It's not one that, you know, makes multiple revolutions. It's just, it's a very large Ferris wheel, and it goes very slow. But... You know, that's perfectly fine when you're just looking to, you know, take in the scenery, relax, eat a little bit, have some hot sake. Too bad you couldn't partake while you're doing all of that. Hey, if you're all the way up at the top, who's going to stop you? Oh, boy. Magic them getting you out of that Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah, except, you know, in Japan, they would throw my ass in jail for you know, even smelling like it. So true, so true. Alright. Let me, let me readjust here. Alright, wait, go back. Alright. There we go. Well, shall we go ahead and wrap the show? Yeah, sure, why not? Awesome. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we can tell you straight up. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, it's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website, is that the right thing? Yes. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll find not just our weekly podcast, you'll find um, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay uh, interviews, anime reviews, editorials, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, and links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage. And I am hoping to have all of the convention photos and videos up within the next three weeks. Pray with me. And we have all that and a lot more on AnimeJamSession.com, so please swing by and definitely check out the site. Uh, if you like the podcast, follow us through any podcasting app that you have. You can find us on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Apple Podcasts. And what's cool is you can leave a review, so if you could leave us a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And don't forget to follow us on social media pages. Anime Jam Session on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us and so you know when we're going live, when we have articles up, photos, videos, and a whole lot more. And for those of you who do follow us, thank you so much. We really appreciate the love. And also, like I said, we do this as a labor of love. So if you appreciate us, we'd appreciate a few dollars or some bits. You can send us 
donate to us through our stream elements, our stream labs, and our Ko-Fi and uh, ad break. Wonderful. Anywho, you can cheer us on with uh bits through our through bits in our chat here, or you can sub also sub to the channel and give out gift subs. Every little bit counts, and we really appreciate that. So now we're gonna go around the room. Last words, Mako. I am very, very tired. My last words. I'm going to edit the podcast, put insoles in my sneakers, and I'm going to grab all this crap I've been putting together, and I'm just going to toss them, because I got no use for it. I'm at that point now. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So we hope that you join us. We're, we're only down to our last two episodes of the year. We're going to make the best of it. So... Yeah, that's it. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect, awesome, we're out of here. See you all next week. Been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!